Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Wednesday, June 7th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker legalized pot in the state nearly four years ago with a bold promise. We're giving hundreds of thousands of people the chance at a better life, jobs, housing, and real opportunity. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lippman will examine whether Illinois has lived up to that promise. Missouri is also adjusting to legal pot. All nonviolent marijuana misdemeanors are supposed to be expunged in the state by tomorrow. But as Savannah Holly Bates reports, the courts are not expected to meet that deadline. Courts across the state have so far expunged nearly 44,000 nonviolent marijuana offenses. But under Amendment 3, all marijuana-related misdemeanors are supposed to be expunged by June 8th and all felonies by December 8th of this year. Stephen Sokoloff, senior counsel for the Missouri Office of Prosecution Services, says the amendment was poorly written and makes compliance difficult. I think the deadlines are, are unrealistic and very well may be un, unobtainable. I do know that they're, they're making a hell of an effort. Sokoloff says paper records and a lack of funding make expungement cases extra time-consuming. I'm Savannah Holly bates Missouri has carried out its third execution of the year. Michael Tysius was put to death last night at the state prison in Bonterre. He was convicted in the deaths of Randolph County Jail Guards Jason Acton and Leon Egley while trying to help someone else escape more than 20 years ago. The U.S. Supreme Court rejected an effort to stop the execution yesterday afternoon. Defense attorneys had argued a juror in the case was illiterate. Tysius released a final statement saying he was sorry and tried to become a better man. Twenty Missouri school districts want out of the state's standardized tests. St. Louis Public Radio's Kate Grumke reports district leaders have presented a new system to the State Board of Education. The 20 districts are located around the state, in urban, suburban, and rural areas. They're requesting a waiver to take a break from Missouri's standardized MAP tests. Instead, they'd like to have more frequent tests that would give results to teachers right away. Jenny Ulrich is superintendent of the Lonedale School District between St. Louis and Rolla. We need new tools, and that's what we're asking for. We're asking for the ability to use leading indicators versus lagging indicators. We would like to have data in real time to help drive instructional decisions for our kids. The state board will vote on the proposal in August. The group would also need a federal waiver to fully skip Missouri's MAP tests. I'm Kate Grimke, St. Louis Public Radio. St. Louis County Council members seem willing to double their pay. They have given initial approval to a recommendation by an independent compensation commission that would boost salaries from $20,000 to $40,000. The council chair would receive $50,000. The raises would not kick in until a member wins re-election or a new council person is elected from that district. A final vote could come next week. Missouri lawmakers will likely try again next year to make the state constitution harder to amend. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum has more from State Representative Bill Hardwick's appearance on Politically Speaking. Missouri lawmakers wanted to send a measure to voters that would have raised the threshold to change the state constitution. But those efforts faltered in the last week of the 2023 legislative session. Hardwick expects lawmakers to try again in 2024, 
but the Waynesville Republican acknowledged that any ballot item raising the bar to amend the Constitution will face voter skepticism. Also, if I say, hey, I'm going to make it more difficult for you to defy your elected officials and amend the Constitution, that doesn't intuitively sell either. Because at the same time, there's a growing distrust of the establishment. Voters in Arkansas soundly defeated a bid in 2022 to make ballot items more difficult to pass. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. That episode of Politically Speaking is on our website, stlpr.org. Missouri livestock producers are battling a growing problem. Black vultures. The birds are aggressively preying on newborn livestock. Several groups, including the Missouri Farm Bureau and USDA Wildlife Services, are offering mitigation strategies. USDA Assistant State Director David Marks says putting birthing livestock near human activity, harassing and scaring off black vultures with loud noises, and using guard dogs can all help. If you start seeing them in an area that you haven't before, it's a lot easier to harass them and change what they're attracted to in the first place early on before they get established. But once they get established in an area and then the population starts to grow, they really get tied to that area and it's a lot harder to make them want to leave. Black vultures are federally protected. Marks says livestock producers who want to kill the birds can apply for a permit through the Missouri Farm Bureau to shoot up to five black vultures. On January 1, 2020, Illinois became the 11th state and first in the Midwest to legalize marijuana for adult recreational use. The legislation included language that made thousands eligible to have low-level marijuana offenses cleared from their records. St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Littman examines whether the law is living up to its promise three and a half years later. On the day in June 2019 that Governor J.B. Pritzker signed her bill into law, State Representative Kelly Cassidy, a Democrat from Chicago, made a bold promise. Today, we're hitting the reset button on the war on drugs. Today, we begin the process of undoing the harm of the war on drugs. With the stroke of a pen, Pritzker made it legal for adults in Illinois to possess up to 30 grams of pot without the fear of arrest. But also of importance to the governor and other supporters, those who had been prosecuted in the past for something that was now legal would get the chance to clear their records. Today, we're giving hundreds of thousands of people the chance at a better life, jobs, housing, and real opportunity. People who had been arrested for, but not charged with, low-level cannabis offenses would have those records erased automatically. Pritzker pardoned thousands more who are convicted of possession of less than 30 grams. Those convicted of possession of up to 500 grams, a little bit more than a pound, could ask the court to have those convictions vacated. The state created and funded a coalition of legal aid nonprofits called New Leaf Illinois and tasked it with helping people navigate the process. Christopher Bradford was among thousands who got help from New Leaf. In a video posted to the coalition's website in November 2021, Bradford says many potential employers lost interest after learning about a 2003 conviction for possession. And I just felt like, you know, that that wasn't right. I felt like I was being singled out from others because I had a felony conviction. New Leaf helped Bradford clear his record. That allowed him to get a job as a kitchen manager at a restaurant in Springfield, Illinois. I'm working, I'm providing for my family, you know, so I'm happy. 
The law wasn't perfect. The word automatic is a bit of a misnomer, says Megan Kinney. She's the managing attorney at Land of Lincoln Legal Aid's central office, which serves clients in six counties in southwest Illinois. The agency is part of New Leaf. There's not just some magic button that someone can press and all these records just go poof and they go away. Um, That individual still has to actively participate in the court system to get that done. In addition, Kenny says, every court in the state is its own entity. You have to file a petition in every single county in which there was a charge, an arrest or conviction. So it is not... um, exceptionally simple. Another sticking point? The law did not address local cannabis restrictions, says Daniel Keenert. He's a staff attorney for Land of Lincoln's Western office. Some counties we have no problem with. We can get those ordinance violations vacated and expunged too. We've been encountering some counties where the judge is like, oh, hey, wait a minute, this law doesn't say anything about ordinance violations. But despite those complications, Keenert says, Illinois generally gets high marks nationwide for how its law is structured. I think the process that exists in Illinois has been been pretty good at helping people get their records cleared, helping folks move forward in their life, and helping put some of the damage to both individuals and our communities from the the war on drugs and trying to, to heal some of that. Much like Kelly Cassidy promised nearly four years ago. I'm Rachel Lippman, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. Ashley Listenby is the news director of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.